You can listen to their version, or you can listen to my version of the truth. So, without no further ado, I'm going to be reading two chapters of my book, Motown. I use a lot of people's names in here. None of it is real. It's all fiction. So please, bear with me and enjoy. As he stood over three dead bodies, he couldn't believe what he was looking at. Pools of blood coming from under them. JB stood there, frozen, unable to move. All he could think about was how his normal life has changed. Last week, he was an honor student with a bright future who had never broken the law, never lied, a respectable young man. But now, his life has been turned upside down. He committed numerous of crimes, ranging from theft to murder, doing a week work for time. He saw one of the men on the ground move. Oh my God, he's alive, I could save him, he thought. He put his 357 in his pocket and dropped down next to the lone survivor. Stand there, homie, breathe, breathe. I'm about to get some help. He reached in his pocket, searching for his phone, realizing it wasn't there. Shit. He looked back at the person who now was trying to speak but blood was coming out of his mouth. Don't talk. I'm about to get some help. It's going to be okay. He heard footsteps coming from behind him. As he turned his head around to look and see who it was, he saw the barrel of a 9mm, then heard the gunshots. Boom, boom, boom. JB watched as the man's chest exploded. Come on, JB. Before the police come, nigga, get the fuck up and come on. JB sat there, froze. He heard the shooter yelling, but couldn't understand the word. All of a sudden, he was being pulled upright by his arm and dragged through a gangway to a car. Chapter 1, page 1. Tomo had been stealing most of his life. Kleptomaniac is what people called it. At first, it was small things. Stuff he thought people wouldn't realize. Change, pictures, cup holders, little things. Then as he got older, it escalated to purses, jewelry, clothes, wallets, etc. But over time, that all became too easy. Now he had graduated to burglary and home invasions. This he liked. He couldn't explain the rust he got from being in someone else's house. Sometimes he would imagine the house was his. He would eat, shower, watch TV, and take naps before he left. No one ever expected him at all. At first, it made him sad that no one noticed him. He had no friends, never had a girlfriend. At school, people would laugh at him every chance they got. He was born with, with one of the worst speech impediments you could imagine. Every time he spoke, it took forever for him to finish a sentence. When the teacher called on him to read, everybody would laugh. It was so bad that the teacher had to stop asking him to read. On top of that, he was cross-sided, severely cross-sided. People would look at him and stare. Some would even point and laugh. Tomo learned to just keep his head down. 
he thought he would get used to people making fun of him. But even now, at 16 years old, it still hurts. Page two. This was a gift and a curse in his eyes. No one would ever expect him of anything. Since no one paid him any attention anyway, if they wasn't laughing at him or trying to pick on him, he was invincible to everyone. So he used his invincibility to his advantage, like he was doing today. He'd been watching the house for a while now. He knew what time they left for work and what time they came back. He found this out by walking up and down the block, picking up trash. He would watch and memorize the time they left, who stayed in the house with them, how many, and how many kids they had. Everything he thought he would need to help him get in and out without being caught. It was an early morning, around 7.30. He'd been outside picking up trash for most of the moment. The couple who lived in the house had already left for work. Before he came outside, picked his book bag up with his stuff he would need to get in and out the house. Stuff he would need to get while he was in the house. Things like a crowbar to gain entry. He used the crowbar to lift up and unlock windows as well. Gloves so he wouldn't leave any fingerprints. A mask just in case someone was looking. They couldn't see his face. A duffel bag so he could put everything he stole in it. Tama walked to a bush where he put his book bag and headed towards the house. He walked through the gangway of the house, looked up at a window that was slightly open. Jackpot, he thought. Page three. He grabbed his gloves and mask out of his bag and put them on. Then grabbed his trusty crowbar. He used the pointed part of the crowbar to lift the window all the way up. He placed the crowbar back in his book bag. Just as he was about to climb the gate to get into the window, he heard laughter and footsteps coming his way. Oh, shit. He said out loud. He ran through the gangway to the alley and hid behind the garbage can. From where he was, at first, they would have certainly seen him. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see a masked man in the gangway to realize what was up. Once he heard them pass by, he went back through the gangway, climbed the gate, and jumped through the window. He landed in, in the bathtub. The bathroom smelled of perfume and soap. There were women's clothes on the floor and a robe hanging on the back of the bathroom door. He walked to the door and listened for any sounds or movement. Satisfied there were none, he opened the door. The first thing he saw in the kitchen was a big black refrigerator. I am a little hungry, he thought. So he went to the refrigerator and opened it. He picked. It was packed. Like they just came from shopping. They link card must just came on, he thought. He grabbed a can Pepsi, a pack, a pack of roasted turkey lunch meat, and a loaf of bread. Stuffed all three items in his bag and moved on. Page four. Down the hall, he saw two closed doors. The first door he opened was messy. There was clothes everywhere and the smell of sweat. He saw a treadmill in the middle of the floor and a weight bench with weights and dumbbells lying around it. He searched the room but found nothing. Plus, the smell was too much to bear. Tomo walked out of the room and closed the door behind him. 
The second door was much nicer and cleaner. The first thing he noticed was a nice bedroom set. There was a queen-size bed neatly made with clothes scattered all over it. He walked to the dresser and noticed an envelope with the word rent written on it. He looked inside the envelope. It was filled with money, $890 to be exact. He placed the money back in the envelope and then put it in his pocket. There was also a tablet, jewelry box, and a gold watch on the dresser. He picked up the gold watch, put it on, looked at himself in the mirror. It was a little too big for him. Nothing a little adjustment can fix, he thought. The jewelry box contained some women earrings, a couple of rings, and a diamond tennis bracelet. He placed all three items in the bag. As if he was pla- as he was placing a tablet in the bag, he noticed it didn't have the charger. He searched the drawer. He searched the drawer, found nothing, walked around the bed, looked at the socket. Bingo, he said out loud. He snatched it out of the socket and placed it in his bag. He went to the nightstand by the bed, opened one of the drawers, and stuck his hand in. Page five. He reached in and pulled out a dildo. Ugh, what the fuck? Type of freaky shit they on, he yelled. Thank God I have my gloves on, he thought. He looked inside the drawer. It was filled with sex toys, porno movies, and magazine. He shook his head and closed the door, lifted the mattress up, and saw nothing. Satisfied with his score for the day, he headed toward the door. Before he walked out, he remembered he had to take a shit. He would have taken one at home, but there was no toilet paper. He walked into the bathroom and took a shit. When he was done, he washed his hands. Grabbed one of the towels that was hanging up, wiped the handle off the toilet and the knob on the sink. He put his gloves back on and closed the window he came out of. Grabbed his bag and headed to the back door. Outside, he took off his mask and walked to the edge of the gangway. Looked both ways, saw nothing, then walked to the sidewalk. He made it home in minutes, took everything out of his bag, made a sandwich, and got ready for school. It was 8.10. Perfect timing. Tomo said bye to his mother and headed to school. Relationship troubles? Call the love doctor. Okay, okay. Let's see if we get some more callers in here. Let's see what's going on. Caller, you there? Caller. Yeah, yeah, this is the love doctor. What's up? Come on, man. What's going on? Not this, son. Not this, son. My wife will never forgive. Go ahead. Get it out, man. Let me know. Talk to me. <laughs> Stop crying, man. One of my homies gave me an extra Okay. Okay. I was like, I'm about to kill her. Yeah, I see you. Stop crying. Yeah. I said bad 
Oh, you say on Halsted? On Halsted? Oh, man. I Don't tell me that, G. Come on, man. Dog, dang, you should be crying. Come on, G. Oh, no. Expecting this shit right here. Whoa, but I got two pieces of advice I could give you. The first one, you gotta come clean to your wife, man. You gotta let her know what's going on. Crying ain't gonna do shit, man. My second advice is find dude, shoot him in the head, then take that gun and put it in your mouth, fag. Get the fuck off my line. Talking that bullshit, man. Don't be coming from my motherfucking line with that shit. I apologize to my listeners. I, I was not expecting that. I would have cut it off. He just popped off on me, man. I apologize. You can listen to their version, or you can listen to my version of the truth. Good morning, good morning. This is a diamond in the rough. You are listening to your boy Foway Kelly, man. Good morning. It's time to wake the fuck up and talk about it. You know, how we get that shit that's been bothering us off our chest. You feel me? It was just Halloween yesterday. Shit that was bothering me was Where the fuck the kids was at? Were no kids outside motherfucking playing at all That shit crazy man That shit changing man The normal has become Fuck I mean the unnormal has become normal Shit that we were doing back then Man we could never do that Like that shit be fucking me up Man, niggas, you didn't seen niggas that you know all your damn life. A1, day one ass niggas. Just turn bitch out the blue. Motherfucker just switch up, huh? Just, you know, motherfucker hopping on bandwagons. It's crazy now, man. You can't trust a soul no more. You can't even tell a motherfucker your problems. 
Hey, motherfucker, post your shit on Facebook. Like, nigga. I thought we was cool. Yeah, though, man. Just trying to be aware, man. Everybody need to just... I don't know. Just protect the kid. That's what. That's the future. Well, keep them safe. And want to beat they ass too, cause there's some little crazy ass kids out here that they they parents need to fuck them up. I know, man. My son, 13 year old son, ain't out there with no motherfucking gun or uh, uh, doing none of that crazy shit. I don't know, man. It's like, how the hell could you just? Sit there and be okay with you knowing your son going outside or your daughter or anybody going outside smoking motherfuckers and knowing like they part of the problem. But everybody want to scream, put the guns down. Yeah, man. I don't know what to do nowadays. Just found myself wrapped in a motherfucking bubble. I don't want to get involved in none of these niggas fuck shit. Like, you go around, motherfucker. You can't even have a regular conversation with us. It's like, can't even have a, a conversation, an adult conversation with a motherfucker your age in Chicago now. We talking about careers and goals. And out the blue, this motherfucker say, man, my income tax come, I'm going to give me a whole pound. Like, God damn, man. Did you get a damn pound every year and don't do shit with it? But, I don't know, maybe it's me. To see the shit definitely now. Motherfucker then woke up. I'm, I'm quick to tell a motherfucker no. Nah, I can't do that. Nope. Hey man, ride me over to pick this weed up. Nope. Sorry. Yeah, the tables turn, motherfuckers don't. Ain't none of that. Can't niggas turn your back they back on you. Anybody will though. I'm just speaking in general. This ain't talking about I just say how crazy shit is now. But I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Y'all go ahead and leave a comment, man. Tell me what you think. Am I crazy? Am I the one tripping? I don't know. Maybe I need some help. Fall away. Get out with me.
and the promises I broke. No more I told you souls, unexplained makeup from entertaining hoes. Son, beat me home while you crying. I'm turned up with the moles. You don't deserve the way I've been treating. Where do I get the nerve to act the way I'm acting? It ain't right like a left turn. Inconsiderate to your feelings. I should be concerned. Relationships are new to me, baby. Just give me time to learn. I apologize. I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? Take me back. It'll never happen again. I promise. Honestly, boo, that's a fact. You my world, my everything, my reflection. Look and see me. Hold me down when you are around. My personal gravity. Prescription a pussy like the trap. I'm dope sick. Baby, let me in. Backbone, she my back. Fat, I don't question that. She holds the work when we in traffic. Stash spot, her kitty cat. We fight, she bring a bitch back. A condom, we team tag. Fabulous, my better half been with me way before the bed. House to house, couch to couch. Then complain, held me down. Money low, help me out and gave that shit up with a smile. Commissary and visits. Real bitch, you did it. You was right there when I ain't hashing it. Right there when I get it. Oh, wait.